Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode number 293. I'm Keith, and do you guys hear that bell? Anybody? I'm Sean, and I might hear a bell. I'm Glenn. I don't hear a bell at all. Oh, I have a compulsion to go towards the door. Is that? I don't hear it. Oh, it sounds like an old train bell. I don't hear it. Nah. I must just be hearing. Must things. just be you, huh? Oh we'll wait, I left the TV on in we'll the other to, room. Maybe we'll that's to, it. We'll have to keep an eye on that, just in yeah. case. Did you guys have a good week? Yeah. Is your compulsion to go through the door to get away from us? <laughs> Grab a strap. Maybe. Strap him to the chair. Get some bungee cords. You're not going anywhere. I've welded the door shut. <laughs> You're going uh, a lot nowhere. of good that did. Yeah. <laughs> I got you in the ring for three minutes. I think you got to put a TARDIS in front of it. I don't have we, one of those. I don't think that little plastic dart is back there is going to help. <laughs> I don't know. It's a mental thing. We, we, take, his, mental. we take his shoes off and he steps on it. He might not go through the ow, door. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> if it's a Lego dart, it'll probably stop him. Or one of the ones that have wheels and I slide. And, woo. <laughs> <laughs> like a cartoon character. <laughs> as, as long as it's the one that's got the little disc in the bottom that changes direction so you don't slide in a straight line, but you got to <laughs> yeah. spin as you go. And then before you fall, your feet have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's all exactly how it would go, too. All right, set that up. I want to see it happen now. <laughs> I'm not taking my shoes off. <laughs> now I know the plan. <laughs> You're not going to have any options once I tie you to the chair. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is we'll get him tied to the chair, we'll get everything set up, then we'll get his shoes off and sit there and wait. (laughs) And he won't struggle. He'll just stay strapped to the chair and we'll be like, well, this was not well thought out. (laughs) I don't hear the bell. When have we ever thought anything out well? (laughs) Kind of our M.O. We get to the end of the show and go, oh, that didn't go according to plan. (laughs) Every week. Every week. You never know what's going to happen. What did you guys do this week? I saw a couple films. What did you see? What did you watch? I went to uh, Star Trek Beyond. It was good. Well, I'll wait until you tell me what you thought. It was good. It was enjoyable. Yay! Um, I had nothing to write home about, but it was good. It was um, lots of action, lots of thrills. Um, I kind of see what you guys mean about it feels like an extended episode without feeling like an extended episode. And I... the, the I, the villain's motivations, I don't think, is fleshed out well enough, but that's its only weakness for me. So. And then I subjected myself to Batman vs. Superman Extended Cut. Oh! And? Um, the only, the only thing it does is lays out Lex's plan better. Coherent? Co- co- well, co- here's the thing is, I felt that the cut version sufficiently laid out his motivations. This one just connects the pieces a little more. Yeah. But it doesn't exactly improve does. anything. No, no. It's, it's the same issues are still there. It yeah. just allows you to see so how he reached each It's not an improvement. Spot. And it's, I prefer the cut version. I think the extended version is far too, far too long. So then, <laughs> on Thursday, <laughs> I went and saw Suicide Squad. How was that? Slightly, oh slightly better than Bat Soup. <laughs> which is funny because that's not according to the critics on Rotten which Tomatoes. Is, it's is, got a lower rating than Bat Soup. It's funny that and everybody's saying the same thing about Suicide Squad, that it's three different films mushed together. And I don't think it's three films mushed together. Somebody took three acts of a film, put them on a cutting board, chopped them up into tiny pieces, flipped the cutting board up in the air... And then just let the pieces land where they land. And it's it's a mess. It's a real mess. I guess I went in with my expectations too high again. Thank you, trailers. You sold me on a film that it wasn't. That wasn't. Um, there was that. That was pretty much my week. Well, we watched the extended cut of The Martian. Ooh, how's that? It was good. Did you buy the extended cut? No. No, I just borrowed it. Um, it was good. The The... the Ten minutes of extra stuff is not needed. Um, and then we watched Hardcore Henry. Oh, the first person. The first person movie. shooter thing. 
Um, it's good. It's because it's, it's as nauseating as it looks. It's honestly, it's not bad. I was kind of worried about that when it started, but it's you acclimate pretty quickly. Um, it's like watching somebody else play a video game. So then, once you get to that mode, you're kind of okay with it. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, it's in the level of crank ridiculous. Um, and then I watched some uh, uh, Clone Wars. I just finished the droids going and getting the doodad story arc, which was cool, but about one episode too long for that arc. Mm. And now I just started the Darth Maul uh, end gambit. Oh, Oh, we went and saw uh, Beyond again today. We went and saw it in IMAX. And then we went and saw Weird Al again. (laughs) As great as the last one. As great as the last one. Honestly, I've lost track. This is either the fourth or maybe fifth time that I've seen him. And he is in my top five concerts of, of all time. It's pretty much Al and Ben Foltz. I will go see either one of them every time <laughs> they come through. Fun day in Kansas City. What did you do this week, Keith? Not much. I finished Preacher Season 1. It uh, ended kind of weird. That's what I've heard. And then we watched uh, Brooklyn. The Saris Ronan Oscar-nominated oh, yeah. film. It was okay. It was interesting. Sarah liked it. Not one that she'd want to rewatch a lot, but it's interesting. And then I also introduced uh, Sarah to fanboys because she'd never seen that. How did she take that one? She thought it was pretty cute. That was about it. All right. Well, let's move on to feedback. How about some news first? Ah, man, every time. <laughs> we, can do feed, we can do reverse order. I don't think it's going to Let's do it in reverse order. We'll do feedback first. For once, let's do feedback and then news. Look at us changing it up. We don't have feedback. <sighs> All right, let's move on to news then. <laughs> uh, but if you want to send us feedback, you can send it to feedback at travelingthevortex.com. we got the tab on our, our website, travelingthevortex.com. Uh, send us feedback. Or you can reach out to us on Facebook, Traveling the Vortex, or Twitter, at Travel Vortex. And you better do it soon, because otherwise I'm going to start singing the Team America song, I'm Sharonri, <laughs> oh Sharonri. Sharonri and totally alone. And nobody okay. wants that. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. All right. How about news now? News. News. Uh, so the TV movie is going to be released on Blu-ray <gasps> in September. <gasps> so far, it's UK only. Aww. No word on if it's going to come across the pond, but good chance on it, you know. Keep an eye out for that. No price. Um... But I guess it's probably part of the 20th anniversary aspect of it. Why they didn't think of that for May, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they probably thought of it in May. Wait a minute, can't we do that in a... Hey, we should do a Blu-ray. Blu-ray. It's still going to be 4 by 3 though, right? They didn't shoot it in 16-9, right? Aspect ratio. I would assume so. It's going to be there's, 4 by 3 There's not a lot of details. There's a Amazon UK pre-order, them. and that's, that's kind of all you get. I don't know how they shot it. They did shoot it. It's it's shot in four by three because it was shot for television. And back then we were we were everything was shot four by three. They weren't letterboxing anything. I mean, they, sparingly letterbox was coming around, but they weren't doing that for television movies. Yeah, not ninety six. I'm assuming it's pretty much going to be a transfer. Of the but DVD it is on copy. it is on film. So, yeah, so they could upconvert yeah. it to. It was all shot on film, so it's it'll it'll look nice. It'll just still be four by three, <laughs> which is okay. I mean. There's a lot of those universals that they put on Blu-ray that are on still 4x3. Technical aspects aside, who here's buying it when it comes out on Blu-ray? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. Well, if we get an American version, I'm not yeah. going to buy it until I have a region free <laughs> player. That's right. We get another Doctor Who I own on Blu-ray that I can't watch. <laughs> Shut up, Keith. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I've got a copy of uh, Song of the South on uh, PAL video cassette that I've never been able to watch. I know what you're getting for Christmas now. I want to go dig one of these up. A PAL, uh, oh yeah, yeah, you bet. I'd I'd dig it. I'd dig it. Then I'd go on the internet and buy up all these PAL VHSs that I can only get shows in the UK that aren't, aren't here yet. Uh, our other bit of news is con-related. If you have not got your tickets to Time Eddie, you can, by entering a Vortex 
the, 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 the words the word vortex in the code. You want to try that again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't got your tickets to Time Eddie, you can now with a discount thanks to us and the guys at Time Eddie. <laughs> uh, so how much are, do we know how much Time Eddie tickets are currently? Currently, it is 69 or 49. That's for the junior. whole weekend. That's for the three-day weekend. We will knock. They're knocking it down for our listeners and our friends and families to fifty and thirty. So all you have to do is enter the code Vortex that's right. to get that discount. <laughs> that's a twenty dollars savings per ticket, right? Yeah, my math's yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we expect that you guys have no excuse, and now. you have until September. <laughs> it's good till September first. Yeah. So all of our listeners who live so go to the website, close. go through, pick your. Three-day tickets for the weekend for junior or for adult. Enter the code VORTEX in the box when the uh, uh, promotion code uh, section comes up, and you will get the $20 off tickets. That's right. Because we're people who know people. People who know people. <laughs> and now... Special Traveling the Vortex discount. That's right. That means your people who know people who know people. <laughs> It's kind of a lame claim to fame, actually. But anyway. It's for friends, family, listeners, family of listeners, friends of listeners. <laughs> so anybody can use the Vortex yeah, code. Yeah, really. And for every one of you that uses the Vortex code, I'm sure they're ticking a little bar off. And they go, oh, look at the Vortex boys. They brought in a whole bunch of people. We want to be those guys. And bring a costume so that we can win that. Uh, That's right. Uh, That's right. Uh, Guinness record. Guinness, yeah. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> I knew it was Guinness, but my brain latched onto beer and went no. <laughs> I tried to talk myself out of it. Beer? Who's got beer? No. Beer? Uh, no. Uh, I thought about getting some more Trek ale that I could share on the podcast since you chastised me so publicly for, <laughs> for the, buying one. The one, one that I bottle. purchased, which is still downstairs, but I, I hadn't made it to the liquor store because of my busy week. <laughs> So would have no. been fitting that since he saw. Beyond. I know. If I'd have known that you were going to see Beyond, I would have celebration. Of I would have made a all more three of us concentrated effort to go see it or to uh, to go buy beer. All right. Well, let's move on to our review. And thanks to Kieran and the guys over at uh, Time Eddie for allowing us to do that. Yeah. Okay. Now you. Now we can move on to reviews, Glenn. Shall we start with the nowhere place? Sure. A mysterious door and the sound of a bell ringing leads the Doctor and Evelyn to a spaceship in the year 2197 to a train in 1952. Why does Evelyn keep hearing the words, Time's End? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's right. I liked it. <laughs> well, that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> it's enjoyable. It's It's atmospheric. It's tense. It's rather dramatic. Uh, I thought Colin Baker, when they get to the bit with the train and he starts changing his voice, I was really impressed by <laughs> that. Funny. I don't know about you guys. It took me a second to be like, oh, wait, hey, hey, that's actually Colin. I did not recognize him the first line out. I was impressed. I like that it, it loops back to the fact that he it was his voice he was hearing when he was hearing the train on the other side yeah, of the door. Yeah. He was hearing him asking for tickets. <laughs> it's... um. Yeah, atmospheric's a good word. Because um, it, it, it's very, I don't know, this malevolent force with the doorway, and it's appropriately creepy. It's yeah. really a, a powerful imagery. And I don't think this is one of those that you could ever consider doing live. You know, as for, or, well. <laughs> you definitely couldn't do it live. Um, on film. screen? On screen, thank you. With people, you know. <laughs> Not <did> animated. With, <laughs> with uh, cardboard stand-ups and audio. Um, I know what you're trying to do. Live action. Live That's action. Yeah, that was yeah, the I word. Yeah. You. With people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a tough night tonight, so you guys are just going to have to bear with me. Um, but, uh, you know, just the, the imagery was so good. I think the ending, I'm going to skip to the end. I think the ending was maybe a little muddled. I, I feel yeah. like the, 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 the malevolent force, when we get the explanation of what it is, I was kind of like, what? That's it? Really? I mean, I just... I, 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 don't get me wrong. It was horrifying, and, and, and the concept uh, was, was scary. Um, but then I, I, I actually went, I went back and listened to the, the last, I don't know, 15 minutes of this thing probably four times to make sure that I was really gleaning everything out of it that I was supposed to. 
and I'm still not sure that I really... Well, I think they Maybe leave, there's just they, not as much they, there they to get out things, of it than I thought. They leave things kind of murky on purpose, I think. Yeah. To give See, you kind of a... Kind of connect your own dots. That's why I had to come down on it. Did you pull something else out of it? I, I disagree, because I like how I had this fear of this uh, omnipotent-seeming malicious force, and it simply comes down to... Jealousy. A, yeah, to, to jealousy. It comes down to a real simple reason, and I kind of liked that, that they, they kind of... They, the the I mean anything that makes the doctor afraid and as afraid as he is in this, you're thinking, wow, okay, this is something big, and so to have the turnaround and realize what it really was, it was this species that had basically ran on ran up into the end of time because of their malfunction on their ship, and they felt like since they didn't get to advance at their time when they were part of Earth, that no other society or or anything that was coming from earth was going to get to either and it really came down to they made a mistake and ran up against a wall and i thought that was cool because it was it was it was a simple fix or a simple reason for something that had grown into i mean it was it was still it didn't lessen the impending impact of the malicious act of it all but it was it wasn't some omniscient being it ended up being uh, something that was manageable or controllable. So I kind of liked that they kind of funneled it down to that version. So I actually enjoyed that. It, See, was, I, I, it was more of a, oh, all of that for this kind of thing. <laughs> and I thought, that's neat. Yeah, no, that part I liked. But then... What I had trouble wrapping my brain around was the how they got to that point. And, it's, and, they, and it, they did it this way on purpose to make it tough for you to kind of figure it out. Right. Uh, the fact that... The explosion is what causes them to go to that time initially, anyways. Right. That, the, that, that well, kind of time the, loop type thing. It's the thing. Uh, uh, nuclear weapon. Yeah, it, yeah. It was, that, it was going to happen anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that part kind of just made me kind of. I racked my brain with that and then kind of had to, okay, I just got to move on and just, yeah. okay, that's I what know, it was. I kind, of, I kind of thought that was cool because it, it, it was, was clever, but it I just, more of a, I struggled processing. It was it. more of the cause and effect thing that was always, it's, we always talk about, cause. yeah, well, we always talk about, uh, well, yeah, I guess it is, it's, it's both cause and effect and effect and, and cause because one was causing the other and then backwards the other way as well. So yeah. they're, they're both interconnected from both, from both sides. But I think, I think what it also did was it kind of it bolsters the doctor in the sense that I always like when the doctor goes into a mystery, and especially a complicated mystery like this. And I like when the story is always told from the perspective of, wow, this even has the doctor baffled. But then when the doctor then gets back into that one step ahead of you mode, and it really does it really well here mm-hmm. at this point, I kind of like that because to, to me that's the the heroism of the doctor is that he's smart enough usually to figure something out. And so it, it hit all of the right beats for me. And I think maybe that's why I liked the end of it so much. And even the, even the time loop cause and effect, yeah. effect and cause before cause. I really like the actual train aspect of it too. The, the whole idea that they plant this idea for the doctor to trick him to try to keep uh, humans from, expanding outward into space by destroying this guy's art. And I really like how they where they placed it because it reaches a point in the spaceship story where it almost feels like there's nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. And so we get this nice little detour for an episode to kind of explore that idea, and then we come back. Yeah. I really like that. It was a nice kind of change of pace. And I was a little worried at first because, like, okay, where are we going with the train thing? I was like, just... Seems like there's bigger. Well, they plant. They, 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 they plant the seeds early on, so right. which help that you know you're going to get there eventually. Exactly, and and they set it up in such a way that the doctor's convinced that the only way to solve the problem on the spaceship is to go back in time to this train. So you go along with it, and then the train thing unfolds, and you're kind of like, "Where are you going with this? What what is what's the deal?" And then they kind of get there, and it's like, "Oh, okay, I think I get it." And then you come back to the spaceship, and that's where they kind of reveal that this is the reasoning for that. And you go, oh, okay, cool. That was, you know, right, I, I, right. Liked, I liked the way that, that, that fit together. And the fact that they were gone for as long as they were. Yeah. It was a month, wasn't it? Two, two, two and a half. Two months, yeah. But I still have, 
this is one of those things that for as great as the concept is, and I, I like everything you say, Glenn, that I, I agree that you know, it, it's a simple problem. I like that, that this seemingly bizarre impossibility. We have a five billion year old door just hanging out in space, sucking people through it. Okay, and so you, 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 and this force and this craziness and a mouth with stuff in it, and you just, you, you really are, are keyed up on the what is this thing, and the fact that it is something simple. The problem that I have is the la- is that last fifteen minutes because it's one of those that suddenly in the doctor's carte blanche, I'm not going to clean anything up. We've just fixed the problem, and it's like no, you you didn't fix anything because we, what we've done is we've now established that these people who we thought were the bad guys aren't really bad guys despite all of their jealousy and their rage and their uh, their impotence that they're shaking their fists at the unjustness of the universe they're really not to blame for anything it's all the military commander who launched the nuke it's all her fault because she's the one that set it off and trapped them in this this mobius strip now they had their coordinates wrong but it was the explosion that that, that did it. So now no, they, all they, of they, they trapped they trapped themselves in the Mobius. That's trip. what the doctor thought. But then later he says it's always her plan. It's always been what's going to do. He says I've changed the settings now. No, but no, no. That nuke is still coming. Right, but the nuke is what sent them to the end of time. The they in. they wouldn't have been the had they not made the mistake, there wouldn't have been a necessity for the nuke. Now while the nuke sent them to the end of time. They set the chain of events in place first. They made the mistake, set themselves in a loop. That caused the 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 the, the that caused the starting of the events. Because if they had never got caught in the loop and they had advanced and gone off into space, he never would have had it, the society to have to uh, be affected by what happens to them later. So that's the cause and effect, effect and cause. Because they start the chain of events. She's the one that they're just as I guess what I'm saying is they're as equally involved in this as the military is uh, using the explosive to propel them to the end of the uh, time, which is where at that point where they're trying to get they're they're being vindictive against anybody else that tries to succeed. So you can't you couldn't have one without the other. You see what I'm saying? So okay, they've, so they've sort of started she's it just, just as, just much, as at much at fault. Yeah. So all of and these other races th- that get sucked through the door throughout history are both of their fault. fault too. Yeah, yeah. But also the first beans' <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fault as well. So I think that's why I was kind of okay with that because the doctor realized it was an impassable thing. Yes, he fixed the settings, but he actually he's sort of at fault too because then he's the one that propels them into. So you know, all the parties just, are in, in, in because of the causal loop nature of, or not even causal loop, but just the the, the the nature of the loop, and that this is an ongoing thing, and it's going to apparently be an ongoing thing that we've fixed. I don't know it's kind of like Office Space. We fixed the glitch, but. But what about this? No, no, no. We just fixed it. And you kind of hand wave it away. And it's like, but they're still here. They're still theoretically trapped somewhere. Right, right. The nuke still goes off. So what did we resolve? I mean, uh, well, is the door still there? How did they build the door? No, the, do- just the door opened. is gone. Cause yeah, they, the they, door is they, they commented they the, door's gone. the door's gone. At least yeah. it's not present in this right, current right. time yeah. period in this space. Yeah. Right. But maybe it's still out there somewhere. I don't know. It, it, it's just one of those that... Ultimately, though, the doctor is what sets the... He, he does make a choice. He's the one... Even though she was always going to fire the nuke, he does make a choice between who succeeds. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it, it is the, the humans that exceed, so... I succeed. Just, Sorry. Succeed. Well, I just, they exceed, um, too. <laughs> first, they, first they succeed, then they exceed. I... I feel I feel like it would have got a much stronger done enough for me if the resolution had been a little more satisfactory because I really 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 liked the concept but I just I feel like I got to the end and it almost felt I don't know in a way kind of a cheat like the writer was being super clever or something and it was like yeah but what about this and it just I had all these other questions now that have been brought up that it's Doctor Who. I shouldn't ask well, these questions. That, I know I think, better than ask these questions, but now I really want to know. What, I think as a this? whole, though, I think that Evelyn has been a study in the character of the Doctor. Her entire 
time with the Doctor has been Big Finish exploring the character, the nature of the Sixth Doctor. Because we don't get those kind of stories with Six and Perry, and we don't oh, get yeah. those kind of stories with Six and Mel. And I don't know about Charlie, Charlie yet, but the, at the same way that I think Charlie's character challenged the character of the Eighth Doctor, I think that's what they did with Evelyn here, because it's always an exploration of more than we saw on the surface of six. And I, I wonder if that is a calculated plan because by giving him an older companion, somebody that he doesn't have to necessarily uh, weed along. And, and, and you know, I, I think I think it gives us a better character exploration that we didn't get with the Sixth Doctor. And I think that's why I like about it. And it, why telling me a high-minded story in such a simple way works for me had it been any other companion, I might have thought I needed more for the for the end there. But that's been kind of the mo for most of these stories. Is we we still have we Doctor and the Pirates. Uh, even as as funny and fun as that, it does it, it you know has that. I think guess about that's it true. Later A lot on. of the evil ones have uh, been very yeah, ambiguous. Even Marion Conspiracy end. was that way at the end. You know they they and the one with the warring uh, governments and factions mm-hmm. that was just like that. The one it just it, it's all. Not just a character study for him, but the, his relationship with Evelyn. And this is just another one in the in the the set. So maybe that's why I was better with it. I, I, I see your point. Don't get me wrong. Because you're, you're absolutely right. It does do that. But maybe I'm more forgiving because it's Evelyn. Yeah, could be. And like, like I said, Evelyn's great. Evelyn oh, is, yeah. is, is great as always. And, and as you pointed out, I don't know that you could do this story with Perry. Or Mel. Or No, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think it would work with any other I, companion yeah. but Evelyn. Yeah. Because Evelyn has something tapped in with, in in her relationship with the Doctor, which is kind of strange. Whereas one of the other companions would just go, "Are you okay? You're acting weird," you know, <laughs> and then th- they'd move on. Evelyn really has it tapped into his psyche that she knows you're afraid of something. You're, the, I mean, she's really got his number, yeah. her age, which I think is one of the reasons I like her so much. I think much. her age helps because she's more of a matriarch character rather than a student yeah yeah they're almost more equal yeah which is an odd thing to say about the doctor and anybody but well yeah especially anybody human yeah oh yeah <laughs> no i other than that I, I you know i liked the i liked the setting i like getting out in the space but yet still being around pluto that was cool <laughs> yeah you know cause any anytime you do something in the solar system i'm for the, it the idea of this War force at the edge of the solar system, protecting the border from these alien marauders that are coming across. Really cool. Bit Star Trek, but really cool. Yeah, I liked it. All right, should we move on to the comics? Yeah, sure. One. I don't have synopses for the comics. Sorry, that's all right. Picking up where we left off in the Eleventh Doctor's uh... breaking river out of storm cage. Yeah. <laughs> So this is issue. Well, I guess we're gonna we start with issue six. I think you kind of have to do them as a whole. And the reason I say that is because because of the nature of the story arc that they're telling here, we're really kind of right smack dab in the middle of it. Yeah. And I, this one has moments that that squee moments for me, especially oh, yeah. when they, especially <laughs> when they show up with Shada. I was excited for River to show up. I think early on in her, the first story. She's quite enjoyable because she hits every note as far as being River, as the character of River. Mm-hmm. I think then she starts to get redundant because while everything that I expect from River comes out in the first story, everything that I expect from River comes out in the second story as well. And then everything I expect from River comes out in the third story. So then suddenly I'm, well, getting, I'm getting bored with the characterization. Yeah. And you don't normally do that on TV because they've separated wisely <laughs> separated river out throughout the series i think that's why they were so smart to put her to give her that sickness and put her in a that's exactly tube. right the other thing that i had by the second story i started getting crowded <laughs> crowded tardis syndrome <laughs> because while there i have been a lot of excited, people i've been excited about absalon dak being in this for the first three stories, he's worthless. There is, <laughs> they're doing, yeah, he's sidelined. There's nothing to, he, he, he gets relegated down to babbling, oh, must kill Daleks, Daleks, must kill Daleks, Daleks. And that's, that's all his character comes by the third story. And it's, again, 
He's the comic relief. It's, it's but it's oh, again yeah. taking the same, hitting all the same beats with Dak over and over again without growing his character, giving me something new about him. All the meantime, Alice is taking too much crap from the Doctor because we had Alice who was very much ready to stand up to the Doctor early on in the first uh, year of this mm-hmm. and would speak her mind. And if the Doctor had any sort of uh, gruff with her or anything, she would push right back at him. Suddenly we've got Alice who's just kind of wandering around like you know, just being completely berated by the Doctor here and there and here and there. And ultimately, I'm glad they kind of we got to a point where they showed us there's a reason for why he's doing it. And I understand she the took it too I just much. Didn't like it, and, yeah. she, and she didn't know. Yeah. And but so her character was altered in this story as well. And, and then, it was almost to the point where his his verbal rebuffs were so strong, and the way they were worded made me wonder if it wasn't Twelve's persona bleeding backwards. I kind of kept waiting to find yeah, out that it would have been was, a nice like, ex- explanation. Yeah. You know that this is uh, he, he shushes because it. you still I, have just, you still have the then and the now coming, and you still get those visualizations of all of his timeline. So it would make sense that they mm-hmm. kind of do that, but they don't. Go but there, they don't. The problem. Yeah. So then there's that. Then suddenly <laughs> there's the squire. We have. I'm getting tired of the mystery of the squire. I mean, they've exhausted that with me. You need to give me more. And then to have her disappear at the bar. And then well, it worked in, it, within Shada, the fact that she's the one that didn't get into the trap because she has no history. Yeah, that was, was suddenly here's, here's a what huge I should aha. say. The Shada story arc, the small story arc we get in there, was well played. Don't get yeah. me wrong. And she does work for there, but she becomes a tool at that point. Right. Then disappearing at the bar, only to come back at the last minute and get that aha. And I did the little, oh, yay, good, she's you know she's back and she's come to save the day, only to get struck down. <sighs> Immediately. And we still don't know anything about her. And then she's in, and now, what they have suddenly done eventually is they've... They've, they've been weeding down. They've though. weeded everybody down, which I thought was good and bad, because for the for the good of it, it was, we don't have crowded TARDIS anybody. For the bad of it, we are setting up pieces for something coming, and I, you can't see it until it gets there, which is probably a good thing. But it f- almost felt like we were just cutting. Com- we like oh, we, we realized we have too many people in the TARDIS, and we've started cutting companions It, it almost feels And that's that how way. it feels. And then so I was like, I don't know that I like that. And, and, and especially going back to Dak, the fact that the one thing that he wants to do, the one thing that he would be very good at doing, killing Daleks you can't possibly think that turning him loose within the time war is a good idea <laughs> I mean yeah I, I get the idea of she he wants somebody to be her protector but and he's the best candidate for it but I think he would get distracted and go kill all Daleks and leave her undefended yeah I, I don't know I just that seemed like part of me wonders. Even though the doctor said that was the plan, you were supposed to go protect Alice when she went into the time war. There was another part of me that went, but part of me sort of wonders though if they thought that they, but because early on they were developing that relationship between he and Alice. Yeah, yeah. And whether it was a romantic relationship or just a really good friendship, it. Uh, I think they thought that they were taking them down that path so that they could, when he goes in there with her, you would think, okay, well he cares enough for Alice that he, he would wouldn't get her. so sidelined, although he would still. He would protect her. But it is not conveyed in this part of the story. No, yeah, and, so, and it's not until he goes to help her hijack the Master's TARDIS that you get finally get that connect again between he and, and Alice, especially when they take the little bugs that <laughs> with, that uh, have the, uh, whatever, the psychic energy or whatever they, they, yeah, they that, did. Yeah, that was to, a nice tie back. To add to the which another thing is, I thought the tumor connected to the Master's TARDIS was a little too Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, uh, what I, I maybe uh-huh. too not too deliberate. What am I looking for? Too obvious. It was too was overstated the way the visuals of it mm. was. I, I thought that was kind of at first. I thought it was the TARDIS's brain because he talks about connecting it to the TARDIS brain. It's not till later that I kind of figured out that that's the tumor. But I thought that was still a little too 
visually it looked too much like a brain for them to say he performed surgery on the well, his brain to then give me a... No, it was it was too much of a visualization <laughs> of the tumor. It was okay, it was too yeah. too too realized, I guess is what I'm saying. It was it I don't know, that was just that was just weird. But anyway, I I I got past that. It's just unfortunately I think because we're in that middle ground where they're setting up the pieces for something to come, I really feel like this has been the weakest of season 2. The shot was awesome. And then, <laughs> I, I kind of had a hint in the back of my head that's where they were going. Really? <laughs> Especially when he said he was uh, uh, the, the most uh, imprintable tr- prison and they were laying the seeds. And I thought it was one of those. He's not talking about shot, is he? He's not talking. Surely they are going to. So it was one of those I was trucking myself out of. <laughs> so when they go there, I did do that little punch the air. Oh, shot. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the references to how it's been wiped. and Yeah, yeah, oh. that, was, that was another one, too. Yeah. <laughs> so brilliantly done. So, and I, I really like the idea that he didn't go get River to break them into Shada, and that he doesn't really convey this, but it's... To until, break him out of Shada. Yeah, that's what's great about that whole thing, too. The, 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 Did the, anybody else think, as soon as the, I... When I'm reading this, and they get to Shada, and the security computer starts talking to them... <laughs> It was in Alan Rickman's voice. Doing <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, it was totally Just, Marvin. <laughs> okay. And I wanted to make sure I wasn't the only one. Which I, I think was deliberate. I think it's yeah, a deliberate, absolutely. because that Shada is a Douglas Adams story, I think this was their nod to another Douglas Adams character. I don't think it was Marvin, but it was certainly a uh, homage. Shot. I've already retconned it in my head. It was certainly it was an, homage. an homage. It was homage to, to Marvin because this was a Douglas Adams work. So, Which makes me wonder if they had to get rights to use even the name Shada from the Adams state but that's a good question oh, yeah but yeah it was it was almost like a, yeah, it was like a, a movie that wasn't filmed so. it was really <laughs> it was it was really a nod to i think uh adams in more ways than one that was neat yeah i thought the same thing i just building where we left off we were so excited over you know the the, the previous installments of this so kind well, of picking up on that and Dealing with River and then getting into Shada and then having Shada, it just it was like it those just, first two issues just continue that. Yeah, and then we it, get to the bar and that's when it starts to kind of go. All down. of a sudden, there was this weird like plateau where nothing happened. Yeah, and then it even backslid just a little bit. I was like, no, 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 don't lose the momentum, don't lose the momentum. But I agree with you. It's like well, I really hope that it's just we're in the middle of it. We can't necessarily yeah, go any true. further without without some context of knowing where the story is all going to wind up, but. Just the the reveals, one after another, after another, after another, have been so good all the way up to and including their time in Shada. Yes, agreed. And now what? <laughs> yeah, we got three issues after that, kind of dealing it with. It sort of feels like they're padding what? it out to the end yeah, of the year. It does yeah. a little bit. I wonder. Um, the visualization um, of the malignant was really, really well done. That was neat. I really like the change of art style because six. Ooh. Six. I, I I wasn't as big fan of the six. Ooh. The the issue from from what previously in issue six. And once we got to seven, I liked the change. Seven okay. was good, and then eight went back to bad. See, I didn't think it changed back to the other style. Yeah. Maybe just not as detailed. River as the does first. not look right. River doesn't six. look right. And then oh, she yeah. looks fine in seven, and then she doesn't look right again. Dak Dak is is still. This is a comic character. We haven't seen this guy in real life. Dak is fantastic. His, the artwork is so reminiscent of the, the the classic stories with him, and then suddenly he looks less like Dak now. I just I yeah I I really had a real I, and I hate I, I I don't know why I always hate to, <laughs> to judge the artwork of a of a comic. I guess because I always look for story, and I always think it's unfair of me to judge the artwork. But I guess if I don't like the artwork, then I need to say it's just uh, <laughs> Well, in, in this case, it like is it. it is a visual medium. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we are talking. We would talk about how if we didn't like how the episode was shot. Yeah, it'd be the I same suppose thing. that's true. But yeah. I just the yeah, there's some some. I hate to say that we're bagging on it, but in a way, yeah, I think know. it gets good again in uh, ten. I thought it looked pretty good issue ten, but I just think six, eight, nine. I just thought it was an improvement after was, six. Kind of. I felt if, they slipped back. I felt like back. a little bit, but. I thought almost more. In, it really, more unfortunately, in doesn't match up with last year's, which I'm very. And when Alice is even kind of going through her, 
you know, what do you fight yourself? And she mentions Into a World of Color yeah. and how well that was. Because I remember we commented on how kind of cartoony mm-hmm. that the 11th Doctor adventures were. And it wasn't until she said that. Some that of them were. Yeah. I made the connection that everything that Alice was going through was very kind of cold and drab and gray. And, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. she had lost her mom. And then she goes into the uh, the TARDIS with the Doctor, and it becomes this Very almost kaleidoscope of thing. And I thought, wow, I didn't pick up on that until I now. I thought of that either. So what a great you know what a great way of doing that. But I just I'm I'm kind of with Keith. I, I think consistently this run was kind of a little bit more all over the place than the last batch, which I still don't think was quite up to par yeah. with what we had previously. So I think my I, favorite was seven. The art, in that. yeah, the art, the art definitely was the best in the seventh episode. I think that uh, issue. I think that um, this is one of those ones that I'm, uh, it's, it's an unfortunate situation. I think if I were reading these from month to month, I would be enjoying it a little better. <laughs> I think by taking it chunks at a time, which is the only way we can do it. Oh, but yeah. by taking the so it's not really the fault of 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 the format, but it's by by taking this chunks at a time. The blemishes and errors and, and uh, the, the polish is, is not as good as if I were taking them one month at a time. I probably would be enjoying this a little better. So, And that's that's the comic medium. That's the format, how it's meant to be taken, even though we eventually publishers shove all these together in <laughs> a trade paperback later down the line to make some more money. I think taking this this one a month at a time would be like some we've said about some of the Doctor Who television stories, that had we watched them... You know, a week at a time, we might have enjoyed them better, but when you push them all into one set-down viewing, sometimes they don't work. Yeah, I think the yeah. majority of Doctor Who does work sitting down and watching an entire story, but there are those few stories that you could tell. If I had paced this out over a few weeks, it would have been a much better story for me. I think the issues of the comic are the same way with me. In this particular run, yeah. I definitely agree. And I could probably do them month to month, but the problem is by the time we got here, I'd have to go <laughs> read, re-read them anyway because yeah, I'd have yeah. forgotten what had happened. Any um, speaking of issue seven, any bets on who the squire may be? I have a theory. I'm, I, not I, sure I'm that glad I want you have a theory. It. I am lost with her. I have no idea who she is. No Spe- idea. Spe- I, I was... Specifically, this splash page of, 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 of transitions, which I think having a digital copy maybe makes a difference because I'm not sure where the fold in the actual. Paper well, copy this clearly would, would have been on a different page, but right. But were they together, or were they were they flipped? Yeah. I I'm beginning to wonder. I don't know how yet. You think it's Romana? I think it might be Romana. I think it might be an mm-hmm. older Romana too, because she would. We we don't know what happened to her, and the way they've been pulling fast and loose from previous adventures and things, it's like stuff that we never thought we'd see again. Well, they're bringing up, so it's like, okay, well, what are you planning to do with Romana if? For sake of comic continuity, Big Finish is not part of it. Um, you know, it, it would work in a way that you know because she knows that she obviously knows the Doctor. She may or may not have been involved in the Time War, depending upon what the events of her timeline were leading up to the uh, you know the sealing of Gallifrey. And if anybody could get out of it, I would I would put Romana now. Why she has the weird memory, or she doesn't even have a memory block, but why the Doctor doesn't have a memory block of who the Squire is and why she has no history, those are things that I can't necessarily answer yet. So I, it, it may not work at all. But I just, don't think there's enough I, connecting factors. Yeah, I just I feel like this panel was not put here accidentally, that we get the flashback scene of the Doctor, and, and they kind of even share similar features, but that might just be the yeah. back to the kind of simplistic nature this, of the I artist. I think this scene yeah. simply is to make us recall that Shada was an element of the Fourth Doctor's series, and Romana happened to be the one that visited him with I think it's funny to, yeah as you talked about the the wiping as as as, as, <laughs> as as like wiping videotapes I think it was kind of funny which would work better with classic like older doctor who older classic doctor who than Shada because that gives the impression they think that Shada is a wiped tape and it's not it's well, just yeah. not finished yeah I, I don't yeah. think I quite but phrased it how it's, they phrased it's it either still, yeah it's still a bit meta it's calling oh, back yeah, to what absolutely. has happened in the history of doctor who I just think that that's more of a recall for the readers, so that they go, "Oh yeah, that was oh, yeah, a that is, that's a unfinished episode, and it would have had uh, Romana two and the and the fourth Doctor." But you you might be onto something, but I just don't think there's enough factors connecting. It's if if it, if if it is Romana, they have hidden her well because they the, the Squire has absolutely no 
personality the same as, especially yeah. Romana two using that particular. Well, even Maybe Romana, even Romana right. one, there's just there's no neither of those personalities gel with the personality we have uh, in Romana or in, in the Squire at, at this point, especially being so subservient and so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she took a regenerative potion as well to become a warrior with her. I, <laughs> I don't know. I honestly, I, I don't even. It's it's not even a theory at this point. It's just a feeling I can't seem to shake. Ever since I saw that, those two panels mm-hmm. together, where they showed Ramana and then they showed the Squire in the next panel, I went, "Huh." And following through, I don't know why, but hmm. I just have this vibe. So, I, I speaking of, the I squire, hope I'm wrong. Actually, <laughs> I really kind of hope that I'm wrong because that way it preserves the big finish history. Yes. But. Speaking of the squire, I just, I, I guess they've wet my appetite enough to. I think I'm getting tired of not knowing who she is and them not connecting any sort of dots. But they have wet my appetite in the sense that, you know, he doesn't remember her. There's no record of her. She's not, you know. Even She's, River doesn't know who. Yeah, the, she, she she has is. no yeah. time timeline, so she doesn't register on Shada's, uh, you know, uh, 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 scanners and things like that. So they just keep dropping all this stuff, and I think there there better be a really big bombshell later. And I think revealing that it's Romana would not be enough of a bombshell for <laughs> me. So, it would no, be more of a no. oh, that doesn't quite work for me. But I uh, I don't know. They may, maybe they will. I didn't see Shauna coming until right as they were going there. <laughs> so maybe, I, maybe I'm not seeing the Romana connection yet. Maybe they figure by that point, because Shauna comes up in uh, you know the end of issue six. So maybe by the time you've done six issues full of, holy crap, I can't believe they went there. Now the trick is not to give you any more surprises because everybody's looking for them. Right, right, which is possible. So. Yeah, because I, I, I didn't go looking for Shauna, but... I sure, I sure had it in the back of my mind. Surely they're not talking about shots. <laughs> oh, they are talking about shots. I did not see it. Coming that's why all. seven. I, I think that's why seven is probably the best because we've got Shada, we've got the Master's Tardis. It's the pillar, nonetheless. Did you notice the one panel where Alice is flying the Doctor's? Or yeah, that the was Master, another. and it was they had the police box instead of the pillar. Yeah, yeah, that was running really up against the wall. Yeah. yeah. Another reference to the wall and visualization of a wall of a time lock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going with it, guys. I just <laughs> I can't dispute it, but it's it's still somebody else's idea, so So um Overall, I think we're still enjoying it. Yeah. It's y- you know, we're 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 kinda of stuck in that limbo place of not knowing Yeah. What's what's up next? So, and I do want to go on now and read <laughs> eleven because <laughs> I, I feel like this it. ends at a, where the first break of five worked really well with the whole ending with River Song and finding out that they're breaking out. out. So there was a nice cutoff point of ooh exciting. Let's see what happens next. Yeah. This one was a we've crashed through the. Uh, time war, but it, the way it drops off is almost too cliffhangery. You know, it's not that <laughs> tune in next week. It's more of a oh, you feel like you just stopped the story here. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to really kind of have done something more, maybe more of a dun dun. What comes next week? Moment, you know, type thing. It just it really I kind, kind of, of feels expected like expected the uh, the panel where the war doctor's there with his gun to be the final panel, which I the, think would have worked better for. Yeah, me. it would have yeah. been a more of oh look, it's that. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Let's see what's going to happen. But instead of the doctor sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> dejected dejected thinking it's all for naught it just is like well because the squire has died yeah and she's yeah. Uh, died there as well and then the photo is of Alice in the time war with the kid from her vision yeah I'm... so okay way to <laughs> way to leave me a seed <laughs> oh excuse me I hope it grows into something because I don't know where you're going with it <laughs> But I sure, I sure hope they're going somewhere with that. That's, this is that gonna, was a little obvious. This there, is going to be tough. I, I feel bad saying this because off, coming off of the emotional high of reading volumes one through five, into the middling part of five of six through ten, but only issues, issues one through issues five, yeah. only middling because we don't know where. I mean, we didn't know where one through six or one through five was going, but 
at least, you know, I mean, that was the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> now we're stuck in the middle. And well, I think the adventures were paced out really well. Yeah. In the first five. The adventures don't feel like, I mean, shot as an event, which works, and I think it's why we like it. But beyond that, the it feels like just, you it get is, the one in the bar, and then you're just kind of hanging and out. That's the rest not really of the time. an adventure because yeah. we're just. The, I, I thought it was kind of funny the whole everybody he walks in, the doctor thinks everybody's <laughs> talking about him. He's talking about Dak. I did like the collector. I like the idea of the collector yeah. realizing that you know I'm pretty much sunk. There, nobody wants anything anymore because the Daleks are gone. You know that kind of thing. But then having a piece of information that that Dak, Dak actually gets. But it didn't feel like they went far enough with that, and it just—I don't know. It was... so, you know the, the setup for getting into Shada was good for making it interesting, I guess. Shada was enough, good, but... and I even liked the kind of retro. Wait, how did we get out of that? Well, isn't it obvious? And they give us some. <laughs> <laughs> What's he call it? Techno junk. Techno yeah. junk. Yeah. Techno babble, but yes, techno I liked. Junk. I almost. I almost kind of like the way that's the way Absalom Dak would say it. Yeah, techno junk. <laughs> and I, I liked him ranting in the background during the explanation, where he's almost being distracting. <laughs> junk, techno junk, junk. junk. <laughs> so, so the whole the whole hinge point around Shada was still great, but then okay, we need a break. Let's go to a bar. Okay, <laughs> momentum lost. Yeah. I almost and felt I, like they I were was... baiting Absalom back there too, because they, he was talking. You know, you're not even the same guy you were once before. And I thought, uh, which kind of worked because I thought that guy was baiting him, and then I thought that he had baited Dak, and then suddenly we realized Dak was just getting some information out of the guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I really liked his um, in the in the final uh, in what is this ten? It's um, not called the final, but when uh, when Dak finally kind of loses it. And goes up against the doctor, yeah. and, and he's just giving him what for in regards to, um, you know, you change your face. Who does that, criminals? And just yeah. all those fun little nods that we kind of get with an episode that I think is particularly well written, and, and you're like, ooh, yeah, that's an aspect of the doctor's personality. You turn your companions into weapons. Oh, yeah, they're right. And, you know, just, just those little insights that maybe may not true. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this was a whole new way to flip that. Right. And and really enjoyed that, and then of course the doctor has to go and suck all the fun out of that conversation. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, you're an idiot. You were supposed to go save her. <laughs> well, and I understand why they were doing what they were doing with the doctor and Alice to try to spur her on, but it felt it just forced. So yeah, it feels forced. And it, yeah. it, his attitude throughout most of this arc, specifically of these five issues. Seems so out of character for where this the Eleventh Doctor would be in his timeline at this point. Yeah, agreed. I could totally see uh, Cloud Doctor, Cloud Eleventh Doctor, yep. doing that, yep. or um, even later on when he's frustrated with Clara and whatnot. I could totally see that aspect of him, but it just doesn't quite fit his character. Yeah, agree. Had it been the twelfth Doctor bleeding backwards, it would have made a bit more sense. Well, there's it? still time. Yeah, it's possible. There's still time to kind and, of and and they did try to justify it with him push trying to push her to go do what she needs to do. It just felt like maybe they should have given us that little tidbit early enough that it didn't feel like it was out of character for him to us, as opposed How? to out of character to him. To, for Alice, how difficult at this point would it have been just for the Doctor to say, "Alice, here's the deal." Yeah, why make her go of her own volition? She would willingly go and do all of this. I don't want to, to send you. You know, it's not fair but to it's you. Time, it's destiny. It's but you have to be the one to go there. Dak, go with her and keep her safe. You know, I just that would be more in line with the Eleventh Doctor. Even even the 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 I, I, I can am, see Seven doing this because Seven's manipulative. Yeah, there you go. It's a manipulative Eleventh Doctor, which isn't. What we're used to. It's a different aspect of the Doctor. I'll give them that. They're exploring a new character angle to the 11th Doctor that we haven't gotten before. It just doesn't feel like the 11th Doctor would do something like that. And I think it's probably the biggest problem with it. So, again, there's still time. They they they, very easily come back and explain why uh, there's that. But I I, I feel like in the end it feels almost like much ado about nothing. That You didn't have to go through all the subterfuge. You could have just told her what's up. Of course it would have cut several issues out. Yeah. And Alice that's is a part of the enough, padding. Strong enough companion, she probably would have yeah, done it. Yeah, and I think that's part of the padding issue with the, these five issues. So, but I guess we'll find out. 
I'm excited to see where it goes. In a way, it's almost tougher now to not continue to go forward and read. Oh, yeah. And pile up than it was. I mean, because, again, that emotional high after issue five was like, "Ah, I got to know what happens next. But I didn't. I waited. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's like, man, I really need to know if you fix it or not. I think because the cliffhanger was better last time. This one just feels like they kind of just stopped the story. And I felt like uh, I didn't really get a sufficient cliffhanger. I feel like I need to go on, but. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully they uh, wow us in the end somehow. So, time will tell. All right. Well, Sean, what do we got come up on the schedule? Well, next week on the schedule, we're running up against the end of the schedule. I noticed we are running up against the end of the schedule. <laughs> I should probably, uh, I should probably plan some stuff out. <laughs> Didn't occur to me until I went to look to see because I was went to get the actual issues earlier in the week to see what I needed, which big finish, and I went. Well, there's only one more week after this. <laughs> On the website. Two. Two? Two? Yeah. I'll cover them both now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This week for Friday Night Who, we're going to uh, explore some Matt Smith. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Some aspects of his character. Oh, you're good. You're good. Okay. I'm still a whole week ahead. I want the Macro Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm chomping, or excuse me, champing at the bit for the Macro Terror. Champing at the bit? We're going to do some Matt Smith love this week. Clawing at the... Because we're going to watch uh, Nightmare in Silver. So Matt Smith versus Cyber Matt Smith. Yay! Uh, which will uh, be a great intro to our discussion on Matt Smith, the actor, uh, <laughs> as we go beyond the Doctor. And uh, we're going to watch uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Uh, so we'll discuss the film and uh, see what we thought of that and his performance in it. The following week, <laughs> David Tennant in Gridlock for Friday Night Who... Uh, which sets us up nicely for a combo of uh, adversary archive about the macra, because we'll I mean, obviously we've already seen and reviewed Gridlock, but we can talk a little bit about the macra because we're going to do the Lost in Time story, the Macra Terror. None of it exists, uh, second Doctor story, so uh, we're going to be doing the target novelization and the audio recon from the folks at Loose Cannons, and that's how we'll be reviewing that. So keep uh, calling it an audio recon. It is a video recon. Oh, is it a video recon? <laughs> well, well, tell us snaps. Well, yeah. <laughs> So it's right. done, so done in video recon. form, though. It has audio and video. Have they combined the telesnaps together into a flip book that makes moving pictures? <laughs> no. <laughs> then it's an audio. Yeah. <laughs> because what? Well, the only reason I correct you, because you're, no, you're right. sort of right, is For the same because reason, there, always a because there, there is an audio form of this out there, which is the BBC radio version, which is the one uh, with linking narration. Okay. And so I don't want people out there to think that we're reviewing that CD that was released several years ago, which utilizes the same audio that, that uh, at least the, the audio track from the serial together but what they've done then which is another another way to experience it if you guys care to there is a version out there where uh, i think it's fraser hines does the linking narration so that you can listen to the story with the actors as it was on television but you'll also get filled in the visualizations in your head by uh fraser hines in the middle so in between so that's why I, I call I you listen out. To, I it, could listen to Fraser Hines tell me. Yeah, story. absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, well, and, and so this is the video reconstruction. As, as we attempt to try and get Keith to see everything in the pure form <laughs> as it was broadcast, pure form we can. Don't have the option to do that. Pure form this available. Will, pure form way, available. Yeah. It will be the telesnaps with the audio. Yeah. So, from the folks at Loose Cannons who put that together, um, and then the target novelization. <laughs> of the Macro Terror. <laughs> yeah, we squared that one away last week. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so uh, kind of d- uh, doing the Lost in Time uh, with uh, the adversary stuff, which would be cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing. I knew the Macro Terror. I've never seen it, obviously, because it doesn't exist. Um, but I, I, I knew it was a thing. But I've never watched it. Um, so I'm really curious to know now, because I, I watched the David Tennant episode when it aired and went. I know this is a previous villain from a previous thing, but I wasn't familiar enough with the macro to know that it, I just, I think this is an old villain that they brought back. So now I'm really excited to be able to go and put those yeah. two together and, and see how they do it. Yeah, this will be brand new for me because I haven't even watched the reconstruction of this one. They, most that I knew about it was Doctor Who magazine several years ago had an article that basically laid out the story, mm-hmm. kind of talked about some of the behind the scenes stuff. So I know what happens in the macro terror but i've never experienced it as a story so 
exciting stuff. That's yeah. why I'm so <laughs> excited to finally get <laughs> to it. Something new it's for some Glenn. Doctor Who I have not seen. So, uh, and there's very little of that anymore because I kind of got ahead with a lot of the recons against you guys, but or against you guys <laughs> without you guys. Uh-huh. So against us, well, especially well. since I was doing, I was reading Neil and Sue's books. So wanted to make sure I knew what the heck they were talking about. <laughs> All right, well, if that's going to do it for this week, until next week, I'm Glenn. Do you want to ask anybody for money? Uh, yeah, let's do that. All right. <laughs> you don't have to. Give us money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sean. No, 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 no. That's a uh, start. Beep. Beep. <laughs> Clapboard there. Well, if you'd like to support us and support this podcast, you can become a Patreon supporter. And to do that, just go to travelingthevortex.com. And on the right-hand side of the page, there is a button for Patreon. And click on that, and you can become a Patreon supporter. And we know a lot of you already are Patreon supporters, and we appreciate that. And um, thank you very every much. Every little yes, bit helps, and we, we do thank you for uh, supporting. There are also some links on the right-hand side of the page that... Uh, We'll take you through to some of our sponsors, and uh, some of those proceeds also go back into this podcast as well. All right, if that's going to do it for this week, until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. I still hear bells. Be seeing you. Did Don't you let him sh- go through that door! <laughs> Did you get his shoes? You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.